stop yet. Oh, I cannot stop yet. Oh, the download is not complete. Oh, the download is not complete.
you were glorious. You are glorious. Kalavadisto belende prekinantos kia parande kebe. Zevede diapurokonde prekista fania katena. Zevede dombra kusta varietena. Zebelonde prekista faningre bedishka bala. Oh glory. 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 Unto the Lamb. Unto the Lamb. Awesome. Immortal. Invisible. God only wise. In light inaccessible. Hid for my eyes. Most ancient. Most glorious. The ancient of days. Almighty victorious. Your great name we pray. Who is like unto thee? Who is like unto thee? I worship you. I give you praise and glory. I give you praise and glory. Oh, hallelujah. Holy Spirit, you are welcome tonight. Holy Spirit, you are welcome tonight. You are welcome tonight. And we give you praise. Forever and a day. As we journey this week, we ask you to come with us, yea, to lead us, to direct us into all truth, to guide us as we navigate the landscape of the Spirit. To show us wondrous things in your law. That you would send forth your word and heal our disease and save us from our destructions. That you would make your way plain before us as you usher us into a new season. Hallelujah, thine the glory. Hallelujah, thine the glory. Hallelujah, thine the praise. Let it be forever, now, world without end. We give you praise. Somebody somewhere, clap your hands, oh you people, and shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Come on, somebody. Shout unto God with a voice of praise. We give him glory. We give him glory. Welcome everybody to the week of apostolic emphasis. We've got four days of doctrine and power coming up for you. And I, for one, can't wait to get into the word of the Lord with you. Um, you're going to get DJ Rev this week. So uh, I want to warn you in advance. It's going to be, well, at least a day anyway. It's going to be a uh, a less rambunctious but just as impactful time 
in the presence of the lord sadly today we will not have any video um yes we will not have any video today uh but for those of you who remember week of apostolic emphasis began three years ago now with no video uh and so we'll have just as good a time in the presence of the lord getting into the word of the lord so while you wouldn't see my face i'm hoping you can hear my voice everybody let me know loud that you can hear me loud and clear in the comment section just give me a shout in the comment section to let me know that you can hear me loud and clear oh glory hallelujah thank you thank you jesus all righty that's good amanda good to see you dr joker natalia mr tony how are you doing peniel good to see you kiddo right if you are joining us in this let's know where you're coming from uh what part of the world you're coming from what city especially if you're new we want to be able to welcome you uh it is a very amazing community that we have here uh there's men and women from different parts of the world different churches uh our apostolic prayer hub and of course to my kingdom culture folks it is the privilege of my life being your pastor, being your shepherd. I say that all the time. I mean it. Thank you for being the best church family in the entire world. Right. As you can see this week, our theme is times of refreshing. times of refreshing all right i'm told my mic is clipping so just give me a quick second and we will sort that out all righty so by the way can we give minister christiana dedigber a shout she as usual is holding the fourth down the fort down with me in the virtual studio okay so is my mic good let me know i want to make sure that we're good before i carry on uh too important to make uh, awesome awesome so the theme is times of refreshing uh we got a little bit of a preview of what we're looking at this week for those of you who followed the uh the sunday service the sunday worship gathering at 1 p.m actually the general assembly i should say at 1 p.m from Nottingham yesterday and so what I'm going to do is today, we're going to just lay, especially since I'm in the home studio today. Uh, good to see you, Rodney. U-E-K, good to see you. Drops of gold, Anna Gold, Pastor Tosin, good to see you. Right, so we're going to lay a foundation today. And then for the rest of the week, we're going to build on that foundation, uh, especially when I'm back in the studio. I should be back in the studio by tomorrow or Friday. Or you just never know. If we like the vibe this week from here, we'll just carry on as the lord will give us grace how many think how many of you think we should have a dj rev week let me know in the comment section and if you don't know who dj rev is stick to the end of today and you'll find out it's my alter ego amen thank you jesus father as we enter your word open it to us in ways that will surprise amaze and humble us let it deliver the full quota of your inheritance for us this week to you be all praise 
in jesus name we pray amen so let's open our bibles real quick let's get into the word of the lord tonight but in the book of acts chapter 3 acts chapter 3 let's get this up on the screen pastor liz what up how you doing the thriving coach and if you know then you know amen the thriving coach the visible uh, no the kingdom woman social media visibility challenger did i get that right you see i'll be stalking your social media from behind the scenes Alrighty, so let's get into the word of the lord tonight uh, acts chapter 3 if you want to get that open your bible that would be amazing right so chrissy if you could help me with the let's see um i just get that off it's been a while since i've been in Streamyard, so forgive me guys i've uh i've been slacking a little bit it's been a while but i'm back okay cool so acts chapter three acts chapter three now we're going to start from verse 19 and work our way back so if you were church or the the general assembly yesterday or no that was monday so that's three days ago now this may look like a little bit of a repetition but stay with me there's always a difference between a bible study and a church service so in a church service there is a more proclamative declarative dimension in a bible service a bible study there's a more explanative explorative dimension uh, and so we are going to literally pull this passage apart verse by verse over these next four days and by the time we are done you will have entered your time of refreshing somebody say i will have entered my time of refreshing so verse 19 says verse 19 says as i read repent ye therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the lord verse 20 then says and he shall send jesus christ which before was preached unto you verse 21 says whom the heaven must receive until the times of restitution of all things which god has spoken by the mouth of all his holy prophets since the world began but let's go back to verse 19 repent ye therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out comma when the times of reflect of refreshing shall come from the presence of the lord now i want us to look at that in the original greek many of you know that we are a greek and hebrew bunch around here uh and we are greek and hebrew bunch unashamedly we are not going to let anybody make us ashamed of having the common sense <laughs> to study the bible in the original language in which it was written that we may see the complexities and the shades that are sometimes missing when it is converted to the common english so the word repent is the word metanoi therefore is own so in essence metanoia own kai epistrepho now metanoia let's let's you know what let's let's we're going to start from verse 19 uh yes on sunday i started i took 19 i took us all the way back to the beginning of the thought and i think verse 
13, 14, 15 thereabouts. And then we came down. Today we're going to start from verse 19. We're going to pull verse 19 apart. Then we're going to back up to the beginning of this thought. Earlier on in the verse. We're going to come down. And then by the time we are done, we will move to verse 21. So the word metanoia, let's look at this real quick. Because this verse, even at prima facie value... That's a Latin term, a legal term for on its face, meaning simply what it looks like when you take a look at it without you going deep. Simply at prima facie value, this verse is quite different in its meaning than the English would have you believe. Are you with me? Let me know you're with me in the comment section. In essence, before you even go into the context of how the thought started and where it ended, if you just read this verse in its original Greek and understand what each word means, it will take on a completely radically different shift in understanding than what you might first believe. So, of course, the first word here is the word metanoia or the word uh, repent. And this is the word repent, metanoia. It comes from two Greek words. The first is the word meta. Meta means with, after, among, hereafter, afterwards, against. It is a primary proposition that denotes either accompaniment, right? Either accompaniment or accusative succession that's what i want you to see here accusative succession with which it is joined occupying and okay I, I i'm gonna simplify this for you right it simply means to change or to progress in essence that which comes alongside before or after it means a change does that make sense that's the summary when you break it down it means a change somebody say change Somebody type change in the comment section. Type change. Go on, I'm waiting. Type change, comment section. Good. Now, the second word that it is, that the word metanoia is taken from, right, is the word noi or noio. And so if you can hear the, 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 the noise, my window is open. It's a summer here in the United Kingdom. Uh, I'm, I live in an environment where I think one of my neighbors is having a party uh, just down the road on a beautiful park just right beside our house. So just put up with the noise. We'll get through it together. Now, the word noi, from which you get the English word nuos, right? If we say, you know, a, a nuos, it means to understand, to perceive, to consider, to think, Right? To perceive with the mind, to understand, to have understanding, to think upon, to ponder or consider. Now look at this, look at this real closely. To exercise the mind, in bracket observe, that is figuratively to comprehend, heed, perceive, think or understand. Somebody say to think or to understand. Write that down for me in the comment section. To think or to understand to think or to understand awesome okay mike is clipping is it still clipping let me know or if it's not let me know so i can carry on so sometimes when i talk okay give me a second 
All right, so let me know if this is better. Okay, so noyo means or noyo means to think or to understand. Now, if if meta means Okay, I'm back. Sorry about that. I literally pressed the wrong button here on my screen. Like I told you guys, it's been a long time since I've had to do this in a in my home studio, so forgive me. So, if metanoyo means to think or to understand, right? Or meta, sorry, means to change. And noyo means to think or to understand. Then the word metanoyo literally means to shift your perspective or perspective point of reference or thinking or understanding so chris if you just type that out for me repent equals to transition in your thinking or understanding or perception now this is important because if you miss this you completely miss the point of this verse this first word is so critical to the understanding of this verse that if you miss it, you literally miss the whole thing. Now, someone would ask and say, does it repent mean to stop sinning? The answer is very convoluted. Actually, quite simple. It's just not that straightforward. You can't stop sinning without repenting. Or let me take that back. So you can't repent, sorry, without stopping to sin. But you can stop sinning and not repent. Let me repeat. Repentance is impossible to truly accomplish without it showing up in your behavior. But you can change your behavior, at least temporarily, and be very far from the biblical concept of repentance. And so when the Bible says repent, and you see this all over from the book of Matthew, every single time you see Jesus or John saying repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand, the word is literally metanoio. Repentance is not synonymous with remorse. Again, you can't repent without remorse, but you can be remorseful without repentance. Notice, nowhere in Jesus' opening chapters, or the opening chapters of Jesus' ministry, he doesn't say, stop sinning, the kingdom of heaven or God is at hand. He says, repent. Now, you can't repent and not stop sinning. But the behavior in itself is a subset. In fact, it is a natural consequence of repentance. It is not the totality of it. God is more interested in the root of your actions than in the actions themselves. Somebody write that down. And let me know that you're tracking with me. I said, God is more interested in the root of your actions 
than many times in the actions themselves. The Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. It says, out of the heart flow the issues, meaning the streams of your life. In essence, the vast majority of what you and I refer to as sin, we understand as things we do or say or not do or not say. When you and I talk about sin, we're talking literally about actions slash words or the lack thereof. Would you agree with me? That the, 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 the mainstream understanding of sin is either what we do or what we say or don't say or what we do or don't do. But I want you to come with me real quick. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Do we go there? Do we go there? I'm talking about Corinthians chapter 13, but uh, Holy Spirit, should we go there? Let's go there. Let's go there. Let's go there. Let's go there. First Corinthians chapter 13. Thank you, Spirit of Truth. Paul says in verse 10, verse 9, he says, We know in part and we prophesy in part, but when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part shall be done away. Verse 11, when I was a child, listen, I spoke as a child, I understood as a child, and I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. Notice that colon there in between. In essence, this is not just a, sequen a sequential uh, sentence. Paul is not just in informing us that when he was a child, he did certain things in a childish way. That when he became a man, he matured. The colon means these two are connected. They're not just sequential. They're not sequential thoughts. They are consecutive thoughts explaining one another. In essence, Paul is saying to put away child... To, in essence, before I can put something away, I need to change how I speak, understand, and think. Let me know that you understand that. Type in the comment section, I get it. Type in the comment section, I get it. In essence, Paul is saying, I cannot truly put something away until I have adjusted my speech, my understanding, and my thinking. In essence, if I will change my behavior, if I will shift a season of my life, Oh, thank you, Holy Ghost. If I will move into a different reality from that which I am currently stuck in, three things will change. My speaking, my understanding, and my thinking. And they are listed in the reverse order of generation. In essence, my thoughts frame my understanding. Only one person said get it. So does, does everybody else not get it? Do you want me to go back and repeat that? That that colon on your screen I've highlighted means the A part and the B part of verse 11 are not consecutive thoughts. Paul is not saying, well, I used to be a child and now I'm a man. No. The colon means he's explaining, he's explaining how to put away childish things. He's basically saying the things that I, I need to put away were generated by how I thought how I understood, in essence, my thoughts shape the foundation, then my understanding is how I 
sequentially process those thoughts. I'll give you an example. If I think about the fact that I'm a man, right? So that's a thought. I'm a man. Does that make sense? Or better yet, I'm a married man. You get the point. That's just a thought. I'm a married man. It's just a thought, right? Okay. I then say, well, because I'm a married man. Now, this is a bad, this is a bad process, but stay with me. Because I'm a married man, I have the right to abuse my wife. Now, notice that's no longer just a thought. That's an understanding. I have built on a thought and given it a, a practical place in my worldview. That's how understanding works. On the flip side, I could write, I could say, I'm a man, I'm a married man. And then I say, because I'm a married man, I should sacrificially serve my wife's destiny. So you see, it's the exact same thought, but two different, almost polar opposite, mutually exclusive understandings. Now, let's, let's take it a bit deeper. If I say, I am a child of God, that's a thought. I can then build on that thought and say, because I'm a child of God, because I'm a son of God, that I have access to inheritance among the saints in the light. That's an understanding. Now, if I say, well, I'm not a child or son of God, I'm a sinner, purely, merely saved by grace, in essence, I just, I'm a, I'm a worm and no man. God just had mercy on me and saved me. Two different thoughts. Now, the understanding we build is different. If I believe I'm a son of God, if I believe I'm accepted in the beloved, if I believe that I'm sat in heavenly places in Christ Jesus and all that good stuff, then the understanding that will follow is a sense of expectation, joy, excitement, and what I call a godly entitlement to the benefits of the new covenant, a godly entitlement. On the flip side, if my understanding, right, is that I am a sinner merely saved by grace. In essence, I'm a worm and no man. I'm a horrible so-and-so. God just puts up with me and I'm literally just waiting till I get to heaven and get out of the world. Then the understanding that will follow is that, well, if Satan messes me around, I deserve it. Um, you know, I just need to, and I just need to manage through life with, with the, the most amount of pain and persecution and the bare necessities to stay alive. So you see how my understanding is built on my thought. So we can have the same thought and different understandings, but we can have, but if we have different thoughts, we cannot have the same understanding. Does that make sense? So your thoughts are the building blocks for your understanding. And then we usually understand your understanding based on what comes out of your mouth. When we talk with you, when you pray, for instance, one of the reasons why God loves, write this down, folks, write this down, write this down, write this down. One of the reasons why God loves you to pray is you feed him back your understanding. I, as a mentor and as a shepherd, I love hearing my people pray. You know, one of the things I, I love hearing people, I disciple pray because I understand where they are in their journey with God. I get feedback on my teaching ministry. I get feedback on my mentoring ministry. I get feedback on my discipleship. I get, I understand where a person is on the journey. I'm trying to take them on with God when they open their mouth to pray. 
Because their speech, their speech betrays their understanding. But beyond prayer, prayer is you talking to God. Just interacting with people tells me a lot about their understanding. And so Paul says, if I'm going to put away childish things. Now, what are the childish things? The childish things are not the thoughts, understanding, and speaking in and of themselves. They, what Paul means here, let, 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 let me show you this. Let me sh I'm, I'm trying to rush through, but like I told you, we've got four days. We're going to take our time. So I always say take our time. Of course, the word child here is the word nepios, right? It means literal infant or, or minor, immature human being. The word thought is logizomai, which we get from logos. That's the concept of how a thing is seen through, right? Uh, the word speak here is the word lalio, which literally means to talk. And then the word understand is the word phronio. Let's look at phronio real quick, real quick. Phronio literally means, I've just described it to you, but it means to have understanding, to feel, to think, to have an opinion of oneself. Listen, to have an opinion of oneself. To have an opinion of oneself. To direct one's mind to a thing, right? To entertain a sentiment or opinion. To be mentally disposed in a certain direction. Listen, to set your affection on, to regard, to savor, to think. It's literally the condition of self-assessment and your assessment of the world around you. It literally means a paradigm. So Paul says, I spoke as a child, I had the paradigm of a child, listen, and I thought. Now, let's look at the word thought, because this is more different than understand. This is more foundational. Logizomai comes with the word logos. It means to reckon, to count, to calculate, to take into account, right? To consider, to take an inventory, to conclude. In essence, thinking is literally to just let your mind form data and then understanding is how you process that data let me know that you're following me okay paul then says when i was when i became a man right i put away now the word put away is katagio it means to render unemployed to inactivate to cause a personal thing to have no further efficiency. To deprive of force. Notice this is an active process. It literally means to cease, to pass away, to be severed from, separate from, discharge, loose, to terminate all intercourse with something. To abolish, to cease, to cumber, deliver, destroy, to do away. To make of no effect, to fail, to lose, to bring to naught, to vanish away, to make void. In essence, literally means to, to, to remove or deny a thing of its capacity to have an effect any longer. Does that make sense? Come on, guys, let me know you're following me. I, I, I don't want to lose you this week, so I just need to know that you're following me. Let me know that you're following me. Let me know you're following me. Katagio means, it literally means to render, or let's, let, let me use a strong word. It means to castrate is literally what it means. 
to deprive a thing of its virility or its capacity to make an effect. Paul says he put away or he cut a guild, he castrated, he uninstalled the potency of something called childish things. And again, the word childish there is napios, but the word things is the word ho. It's an article in Greek. It literally means this, that, these. It's just an article. If I say the book, the word the is ho. If I say a book, right, it is not ho. It means it's a definite article. It could be a the, a this, a that, a one, a he, a she, and it. But it's you're, you're pointing to something specific is what I'm trying to say. So childish things, in a sense, it's talking about practical realities in your life. Your current sense of reality. So, for instance, if you are currently in sin, that is the whole. If you're currently financially broke, that is the whole. If you're currently depressed and mentally afflicted, that is the whole. Are you following me, somebody? You get where I'm going with this. Paul is saying the, 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 the practical tangible experiences of your life are at the mercy sorry guys i keep hitting the wrong button the practical tangible realities of your life are at the mercy Paul is telling us of a system that is revealed through your thoughts, paradigms, and speech. The way you change, in essence, the Paul is saying, and let me put it this way. Let me put it this way. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Paul is telling us here, right, that you don't necessarily change your life as much as you grow in your life. What you call affliction, what you call a negative season, or what you call your suffering, what you call your, your poverty, your addiction to sin, your rejection, your failure, Paul is simply telling you is a reflection of your maturity. We don't change our lives as much as we grow. How do I put it this way? In essence, your current reality is a reflection of your maturity, is what Paul is saying. Whatever unsavory thing you are contending with in your life right now, spiritual, practical, this, this goes just beyond sin. Now, sin is a, a bona fide example, in essence, if you're addicted to sexual sin or to, or to lying or to any other kind of sin, 
Paul is saying the answer is that you are currently a child. In essence, the pios means you are not fully formed in your development. The, the, the way to fix your life is to grow. Somebody write it down. The way to fix my life is to grow. Furthermore, he's saying the way you grow is to deactivate. In a sense, you starve your current season of the ability to destroy or attack you. You castrate whatever you are going through right now by upgrading your thinking, your understanding, and your speech. Let me repeat. You castrate life and the enemy of its capacity to hold you in a, in a season of captivity by growing, by maturing, first of all, in the thoughts that you allow space in your heart. That's the first step. Before we get to your paradigm, we have to deal with what you allow to stay. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Oh, Shanamba. Call me to Philippians chapter 4. Uh, you know, I told you that even if you listened on Sunday, this is different. This is a Bible study now. Now we're really going to pull this apart. Are you with me? Come to me, Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. Thank you, Holy Spirit. It says, Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. So, how do you do it? Prayer and supplication. How do you pray and supplicate via thanksgiving? Does that make sense? In essence, thanksgiving is a valid form of prayer and supplication. Paul is telling us here, you can pray. You can ask God for things via thanking him. Stay with me. Stay with me. Stay with me. Stay with me. It doesn't mean you pray then you supplicate, then you now thank him. No, the word with there in the Greek is talking about the process. So God is saying, or Paul is saying to us here, that when you are anxious, to be careful means to be anxious, the fix for anxiety is to begin to focus on thanking God and you can actually present what you want God to do for you couched in the container called thanksgiving. In essence, Make your request known to him in the process of thanking him. The Bible says that the will of God for us in all things is to give thanks. Why? Why, why, why does God insist on you being thankful? Listen, it then says the peace of God that passes phronio. The peace that goes beyond, in essence, there is a peace that is superior Oh, Shinambara. Let's look at this real quick. Let's look at this real quick. The peace that passes all understanding. Thank you. We're talking about times of refreshing, but we're going to get there. Stick with me now. Stick with me. Stick with me. Stick with me. So the word passes here is the word hyperecho. Hyperecho. Hyper means over and above. Echo means literally to talk or to sound, to speak. Does that make sense? So you put the two together, it means to be superior in rank, to hold oneself above. But remember, hyper means superior or over, and echo 
literally means to make a sound right to make a sound or to or to so, so not so not to make a sound sorry to reflect a sound an echo is to reflect in essence so you are being a mirror of something you are being a reflection or an expression of the thing to to own to possess to be joined but in essence it means you are literally the the body double the the uh the mirror image of something so when i speak in a cave the sound that comes back is the echo right cool so hyper echo means listen that the peace of god will literally submerge your nose remember i told you the word phroneo comes from the word nose well the word understanding here is the root word of phroneo right which is the word nose there it is there so when you begin to move with a concept of thanksgiving what the bible says happens is there is a peace and irony that's relieved released that drowns out your existing paradigm it literally displaces your perspective the the process that was giving you anxiety becomes swallowed up listen by the echo of something in essence what you are sending to god right that thanksgiving comes back at you as a wave that shuts down your anxiety and it keeps your heart and your mind in essence it it will texturize your internal reality it will keep you in a in a in a stasis where god and you can do business it then says finally meaning when this is in place when so so verse 8 doesn't happen by itself when you've done verse 6 and god has done verse 7 then you have the capacity to do verse 8 finally brethren whatsoever things are true honest just pure lovely of good report and worthy of praise think on these things so paul is telling you and i we can choose what to think so how do i grow out of negative seasons of my life the first thing i do is follow philippians 4 6 to 8. so i'll give you an example if i'm anxious depressed broke unhealthy or you know uh, uh i could be i could be obese i could be mentally depressed i could be in debt i could be addicted to sin whatever it is right the first thing i start to do is frame my requests to god as thanksgiving if i need money i thank him for provision if i need purity if i need freedom from sin i thank him for purity if i need covenant relationships if i'm if i'm lonely i thank you for covenant relationships does that make sense in essence i reverse engineer my need as a thanks i say lord i just i had my money no lord i thank you that you have provided all my needs according to your riches in glory in christ jesus thank you lord people look at you and think you're crazy you don't have food leave them I tell them i know what i'm doing my prayer and supplication is come on guys let me know that you're following me it's communicated to god as thanksgiving if i do this long enough 
something called peace irony will come from god there will be an atmosphere that is created right where my heart and my mind in a sense i now enter an alternative state where my external realities don't line up with the state of my thinking or the state of my my heart anymore i can be broke and thankful rejected and feel loved i may still be addicted to sin at that point but there is no longer con there's no longer condemnation and it's not because i'm stupid it's not because i'm crazy it's not because i'm a hyper grace merchant but something has started working on the inside of me that nobody outside oh i feel like preaching but this is this is dj rev this week so let me calm down when you enter this point people around you think you're crazy because what you have done is received a seed of your next reality but you're still living practically in your previous reality it's a phase that the bible refers to as contradiction contradiction i think dr joker preached about this a few months ago where my internal state has shifted but my external state is still the same i look crazy i sound crazy you probably think i i'm, I'm living in 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 what's the word now denial and listen to me for those of you watching me who are leaders whether you're a leader of a family or, or an organization or a ministry or business hear me don't let other people abort the next season by how they treat you in the season of contradiction because you will look stupid people around you and i'm talking to you from personal opinion experience you can as a leader you must be very careful in this season that you're not pulled back into the previous dispensation because the people around you don't understand the fact that you have internally migrated by the peace of god they don't get that how you're talking now how you're moving the decisions you're making the instructions you're giving the plans you're dealing in essence you are acting like you are in a new phase when to everybody else you're in a previous phase and you don't get angry you don't get upset you don't start becoming bitter you understand that your job as a leader is to transition everybody around you into the same reality you are currently operating in and it is at that point thank you pastor liz it is at that point that you then start to police your thoughts you become very jealous very very protective about what you allow land on your mind you will be sh when you enter this phase of irony you will be very shocked what you have been entertaining a subconscious chatter that you were not aware of you start to realize that the things you have been subconsciously thinking are responsible for where you are you now must enforce a filter if it is not true listen and by true it means it is consistent with the truth true means it is consistent with the truth i mean the capital t truth the way the truth 
and the life in essence it must be consistent with the the living word and the testimony over you of the risen word if it is not true if it is not honest if it is not just if it is not pure if it is not lovely listen if it is not of good report if it does not contain virtue virtue doesn't just mean it is a good behavior virtue means power if the thoughts don't come with capacity to shift things if they are not if they are not pregnant with the virtue of the holy spirit if they don't come if they don't incite you to praise in essence if these thoughts don't fill you with a sense of gratitude and glory to god you don't think in essence you filter your mind are you hearing me and 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 and, and to make this to make to bring this home i want to i want to give a a personal example that i was chewing on today is that okay and i must confess and by the way if, if kadesh or jeremy are listening to me a glass of water would be nice for daddy daddy's uh, daddy's a bit dry in his mouth because he's preaching listen to me um i want to share with you an example of this for my life i've shared this in private i've talked to several if you're a pastor or leader i mentor i've told you this story before in 2014 to, between 2014 and 2017 I went through three years of ministerial hell, literally. Um, and what I did not understand was the, the, the circumstances I went through, um, which I don't want to belabor, changed my internal perspective of myself. I did not realize, and, and by the way, I've told some of you stuff like this that you know my my blood pressure shot up to over 200 uh i was having uh sleep issues i was waking up at night and my wife would say i'd wake up at night with tears in my eyes but i wasn't conscious and say things like i'm tired you know i, I nearly lost at some point i nearly lost my my literal sanity thank you sir i nearly lost my literal sanity because of the pain and the sense of frustration betrayal rejection and other things i was going through and what I did not realize at the time was these things had written a, they'd written something on my mind. They told me that people like you don't deserve this is what had happened to you, having reached the top quote unquote of ministry and falling all the way down. Satan so began to say things to me like, You're finished, you're done, um, you're not worthy of influence. Who wants to lead who wants to hear you? Who wants to allow you lead, disciple them who will follow you? It took me four years. It took me till 2018, listen, to understand that the chatter going through my head was demonic. In essence, I was being fed thoughts that castrated the purpose of God in my life and hear me this is what see oh Jesus help me Holy Ghost Jesus told Peter Satan wants to sift you like wheat but the only thing I bothered praying is that your faith you know, Jesus was telling Peter if your faith is intact it doesn't matter what you go through you'll be fine but if your faith fails then you will 
you will the bible says though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death in essence if your faith is intact you will walk through the valley of the shadow of death if your faith fails you will take a seat and build a tent and buy a stove right and begin cooking meals and living in the vat in essence many of us are stuck in seasons of our lives that we were always supposed to walk through you listening to me right now yes you if you think i'm talking about you then i am if you thought is he talking about me odds are i probably am if, if you're listening to me and you think this is for you, it is for you. You are sat at a place that in God's mind you were supposed to have left five years ago. Yes, it was part of your destiny to walk through it. It was part of your journey to be able to pass through. There was a, a handle season like Job. You were supposed to have walked through so heaven could have signed off on you in the courtroom of the spirit. But your, your inability to understand what I'm teaching meant you unpacked your bags and you made yourself comfortable in that place. And so in 2018, listen to me, I dis God hit me with this word. And I began to challenge that inner chatter. It did not have, first of all, it was not true in the sense of it was not consistent with the counsel of God for my life. Are you hearing me, somebody? The counsel of God for my life was great things are spoken of you, O city of God. Are you listening to me, somebody? Uh, and I could go, I could give you, anyway, let's keep moving. And so it wasn't true. It was not honest because it was a deceiver lying to me. Oh, Jesus. It was not just because according to the justice system of heaven, this was not designed to be my destiny. It certainly was not pure. Listen, it was not lovely, meaning it was not good. And it was not of good report. It was accusation. Any, th any thought that accuses you, condemnatorily is not of God. God convicts, he doesn't accuse. Even in sin, he convicts. Conviction is designed to move you to shifting and changing. Condemnation is designed to keep you where you are. Conviction says you're better than this. Condemnation says, look at how horrible you are. Can I repeat myself? Write this down. Conviction says, I'm better than this. Condemnation says, look at how horrible you are. If I tell you you're better than this, you'll be better. If I tell you you are a horrible so-and-so you say well i might as well swim in it are you hearing me somebody and so it definitely did not have virtue in fact it had the opposite of virtue it starved me of power it made me lethargic it it killed my capacity to to want to do it made me a weak and and disenabled are you hearing me somebody and it certainly did not provoke me to praise god if anything it provoked me to feel like god had been unfair to me and so in 2018 hear me I decided I was going to challenge those voices. And Satan fought back. Because after a season of a, a restoration, what looked like restoration, the same enemy that came the first time came again and the exact same cadence began to happen. The difference was I understood this principle. 
And so in the end of 2019, going into 2020, God began to deal with me and say, son, we're not going to make the same mistake as last time. You are my man. You are my apostle. You are my mouthpiece. You are my prophet. You are of innocent. Everything that that voice had stripped me of in the, in the four years from, from 13, 14 to 17, God began to deal with me on the inside. But listen, listen, listen. I'm telling you, this is my story. I'm going to get back to the word. I'm just giving you my own experience. I'm preaching that of which I know. The problem was, listen, if you were around me, you would have thought I was crazy. And some of you probably think I am. Because I'm not functioning any longer in the concept of my season right now. I have seen the mind of God concerning me. And in my case, it is so good. God has been so gracious to me that I have lived a foretaste of that. So I have physical life experience for a season of what my future and present should be. God let me taste it for a while before Satan attacked it. And so now when he begins to deal with me again about it, you, you, you can't keep me down. Now, are there days, yes, where, you know, I kind of feel sorry for myself? Yes, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a consistent wallowing in a sense of reality. So if you catch me in my prayer time, you think this man is arrogant. Or some, some parts of my prayer time because I am rehearsing to myself the thoughts I am allowed to think. Why? Because my understanding will be built on my thoughts. And so I must first get the thoughts correct. And listen to me, I am now very aggressive about filtering my circle and my environment from people that are voices of the enemy, even if they don't understand they are. Hear me. I can't spend all day binding a demon only to come and have lunch with you while you repeat every single thing the demon told me yesterday. Are you following me? Let me know you're following me. Oh, I, oh, I, I'm, I, we're going to kill a spirit tonight. Listen, 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 listen. Many of you spend all day fighting demonic thoughts only to embrace human channels of the same thought. It doesn't mean I don't love you. It doesn't mean I don't care about you, but you are not going to undo my prayer time. If all you ever do is say things and act in ways that reinforce what the enemy is telling me, then you and I need space. Someone say space. Mm hmm. Need space. If Satan tells me I'm a horrible person and all with all our interaction you have nothing good to say about me you ne I, 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 I have never done anything positive anything praiseworthy for you all you ever know to talk about is how I offended you and how I'm making you feel horrible you know and, how, and how, you know even if you know people like this see just just say I, I, I just apologize right and quarantine them see many of us need to like the uk government we need to hire some hotels in the spirit and quarantine some people are you with me because to shift out of this season to grow out of my current reality the foundation is my thoughts 
Then my understanding, I'm going to come to understanding later today or maybe tomorrow. Maybe we'll do understanding tomorrow. We'll see about the time. But I must aggressively police the space between my ears. And hear me again. If you're a leader of a home, an organization, a business, or ministry, this applies more to you than anybody else. Because by virtue of being the leader, even though you are a child who needs to grow according to Paul, if you are the leader, most likely you have grown beyond the people you're leading. In essence, most likely as a leader, you are called to enter a realm and then pull people out of you. If you're not careful, they'll pull you back to the realm they're in, which is usually the realm you were coming from. Oh, Shania Kapatia. Let me put it this way. As a leader, your people are usually where you just were. Usually. As a leader, people you're responsible for are usually, not always, sometimes they could be far from where you just were. Sometimes you could have pulled them into your level. But usually, as a leader, half the time, those you are leading will be stuck where you just left. Are you following me? And if you're not careful, they will pull you back like crabs in a barrel because you don't have the, the fortitude to govern and guard your thoughts. And this goes far beyond organizations and ministries, even in the home. My wife will tell you, there's times I say, baby, I need to go think. I'll be back. Give me a few hours. Or sometimes it's give me a few days. Something's going on, and I can't join all of us in the house to be worried and anxious. No, I need to go and move. I need to migrate so I can pull us along. But going back to what I said, see, listen, sometimes the people who you need to quarantine share blood with you. Bible says a man's house, some, a man's enemy sometimes will be those of his own household. Listen, listen, listen. The word enemy there, diablos, is the Greek word, listen, for, for, uh, for Satan. It doesn't mean that they are demons. Listen to me. It doesn't mean these people are evil. It doesn't mean they literally want to kill you. It simply means they are adverse to what God is trying to do. In a sense, they are, like, like Jesus told Peter, Satan, get there behind me. Listen, the word Satan literally means adversary. It, so sometimes those who love you the most, by the feelings and thoughts that they engender in your reality, can be the enemies of what God is trying to do. Not because they want to be your enemy, so you shouldn't cut them off. Notice I said quarantine them. I didn't say discard them. Quarantine them or tin, whatever. Listen, for a season, put them in a box where they have no capacity to affect your mental reality. Until you have established the supremacy of what God is trying to do in you. Then you can bring them into the finished work. And they'll say, ah. Oh, in fact, many of them will. Re <laughs> oh, Lord Jesus. If, you, if you've lived as long as I have, you have at least one person, one loved one, who told you, I always knew it would work. 
you know i knew i knew you had the capacity to do it and you're like auntie um that's not what i remember i remember you telling me i was wasting my time i remember you telling me i was running away from responsibility i remember you telling me that i didn't know what i was doing i remember you calling a family meeting for everybody to bind the witch that was pushing me but now all of a sudden they rewrite history and they say i always knew it would work i always knew you would make it listen because they were not themselves at the time or should I say they were just being themselves? And so you must go and gather thoughts. Somebody say, gather thoughts. See, see the same way Satan can... Okay, oh, Jesus, help me, help me, help me, help me. See, the human soul, mind, will, and emotions, is a computer, simple. It does not matter what you feed the computer... It will process it does not matter where a thought emanated from whether it started with God or hell or you your mind and your soul will process it the exact same way as a man thinks in his heart so is he out of the heart flow the issues of life it doesn't matter where you put where you got the thoughts from but if you run them on your system they will produce a predictable result so when you want to shift into a time of refreshing the bible says you start by repenting paul explains to us if you're going to grow out of childish things out of a season of your life that is inconsistent with the final form god has in touch for you you have to go and recruit the right kind of thoughts in essence, you don't have to, my point is, you don't have to feel like it to think it. Write that down. Jesus, I just give you glory for tonight. Write that down. You don't have to feel it to think it. But if you think it long enough, you will feel it. And I'm not talking coaching. Stay with me. If you stay with me for the next four days, you realize this is not a personal development class. This is extremely spiritual. It, it, we're in a section that looks like personal development because personal development literally took it from scripture and left God out. But I'm talking about a very spiritual process. This is not a, a coaching class, even though you can use the content for a coaching class. So if you're a coach and you want to use this, send me a referral fee. But jokes apart, I repeat, you can't you don't have to feel it to think it but if you think it long enough you will feel it so if i want to shift season if i realize i'm in a handle season and i want to birth the next season i need to go and gather thoughts consistent thoughts that are consistent with the reality that God wants to birth. In essence, when God begins to speak to me, the first thing he's doing is giving me the raw material to create what he wants. Paul tells Timothy, by the prophecy that went before you, in essence, God said something about you. Are you listening to me? He then says to Timothy, go and fight with the prophecy. How do you fight with the prophecy? You let it condition your thoughts. You begin to reject every kind of thought and perception that does not line up with what God has already said. 
If God said you will see four generations and the doctor tells you you're barren, you start planning your granddaughter's wedding. You see yourself walking your son, no, your daughter, sorry, down the aisle. If, you're, if, 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 if you want a son, you see yourself paying dowry for your son to your in-laws. Are you hearing me, somebody? You, you picture yourself at 80 with your great-granddaughter on your lap. And you begin, when the thought comes, you will die without anybody to bury you because you're going to be barren. You say, no, 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 you rebuke that thought you do what paul says you take it into captivity are you hearing me the bible says the weapon so th th paul tells timothy by the prophecy that went before you wage a good warfare but he'd already told us how to fight he says the weapons of our warfare are not carnal they're not carnal they're not carnal they are mighty through god how we pull down strongholds mindsets we take thoughts we, we, we bring down high things that have exalted themselves above the knowledge of God. It is a... Ladies and gentlemen, this is how repentance begins to work. That's it, Deborah. You, you incubate. Now, listen, you don't incubate what you want. You incubate what God wants. So, you first start with getting a picture from him. You, you start with a season of inquiry. What are you saying? Where is your fragrance? What do you want? And you begin to gather thoughts. What's the first place you gather thoughts from? You go to the word of God and you say, what does the Bible have to say about this thing God is promising me? Listen, listen, I told you the story my wife will tell you she remembers how i broke the yoke of poverty over my life even though i was incited to break it by carnal reasons amen we had a fight over money and i swore i would never be broke again but my wife probably remembers baby you remember i went and i wrote down scriptures on post-it notes from the bible about financial prosperity scriptures about how god will bless my bread and my water how he will give me the power to make wealth how he would teach me to prosper how i will have all sufficiency so that I could abound in all things toward every good work. And I would read those scriptures. I would quote them. I would flip the cards. I would cry. Then after a while, God said, okay, now that you've memorized the scriptures, let's begin to think about your future. And many of you remember, then when I was broke, days when I didn't have money to buy electricity for my house, I'd begin to talk about how a day would come when I would be traveling in planes, in business and first class, and the days came same thing happened when i was struggling with masturbation and pornography back in the day for those of you who say well let's not talk about money okay cool i couldn't go 24 hours from the for, from the year 20 mm, no from 19 i can't remember now but from sometime in the 90s the exact year right when I fell into the snare called masturbation, but I remember that there was a period of time from the year 2021, no, 20, 2001, sorry, not 2021, from the year 2001 to the year 2004, I don't think I went 24 hours without masturbating and or watching pornography. Hear me? For three, four years of my life, I don't remember a 24 hour period where I was not sat in front of porn 
and or masturbating. And then God began to tell me how I was the righteous. So oh, God began to tell me sorry about how he wanted to deliver me. And so I went and found scriptures like I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I am dead to sin. He has translated me from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. Are you listening to me somebody? How there is now therefore no condemnation to me who am in Christ Jesus because God the law of the spirit of life has set me free from the law of sin and death. I began to picture myself clean, free. Then one day God said, picture yourself ministering deliverance and freedom to people with sin. Now, how many of you know you can't be suffering from something and be ministering consistently deliverance to people suffering from it? And there were days where I'm like, God, this thing is, this is taking a hold of me. Can I, can I be graphic? Can I, can I be graphic? I, I, I really want to help somebody. I don't want to see one of those, oh, this was a deep service, you know, reverently preached well. No, I'm trying to help somebody. Are you listening to me? Guys, listen, 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 listen. Can I, can I go there? Can I go there? Can I, can, I know this is a bit too much information, but if it delivers one person, can I go there? Listen, I would be masturbating, picturing myself laying hands on somebody to break masturbation. There was a period, yes. I'd be, I'd be watching porn, crying. Listen, crying, saying as I was watching the thing, the day will come when I lay hands on people, this demon will be broken from over their life. Oh, the day came. The day came when I would walk into people's bedrooms and they would say after I left, the, I mean, literally walk into their bedroom just to visit them, not on my own, if they were the ladies. Some, if they were men, yes, but ladies, I, I always went with her. Just be careful. Notice I'm going to go and minister to somebody who's sexually perverse and enter their bedroom. No, 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 no. In this case, I went with people. I went with their friends. I went with other ministers in our church and they would say, when you left my room, the atmosphere shifted. I could not fornicate any longer but it started with rejecting the thoughts because satan would tell me you are a failure you're 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 a pervert satan called me said you're a nymphomaniac he said this is the thorn of your flesh he said you will never fulfill your destiny this is how you be satan told me then i was not a senior pastor satan said one day but i knew i was called in ministry he said when the day comes you'll be sleeping with members of your church no no demonic thought did not cross my mind and i would be praying and crying lord help me and god said i can't help you while you are thinking on these things you can't be running the thought of someday I'm going to be sleeping with my choir members and saying, God, no, no, no. In a sense, for God to shift you, you, you have to shift the thoughts. And so how do you start? Remember how we started? Let's go back there, Chrissy. You start with Paul saying, whatsoever things are good. You know, no, sorry, no, sorry. You start sorry, with saying, be careful for nothing, meaning you let go of anxiety. Whatever you're trying to shift in your life, whether it's sin, whether it's poverty, whether it's sickness, whether it's demonic attack, listen to me. You start by removing anxiety. Why? Because I know, I preach this on Sunday. Listen, listen, listen. He's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You are a part of a lineage of glory. God's will for your life is far better than you could come up on your own. So as far as God's concerned, there's nothing to be anxious about. Are you hearing me? If God has his way, there's nothing for you to be concerned about. 
That's why you will be careful for nothing. Ah, will, will I die like this? The answer is no. Not if God has anything to do about it. Is this how my life will end? Certainly not if you allow him to have his way. So I remove anxiety. Hear me, hear me, hear me, hear me, hear me well and good. Pastor, I know you're sat in a church and you've been preaching for 12 years and it's you, your wife, and your first child and you're saying, if God called you, there's nothing to be anxious about. Be careful for nothing. But with prayer and supplication, listen, by prayer and supplication, with meaning you, you pray with thanksgiving or you, pray, you make your request known by what you thank him about. Because the thanksgiving is the hack for your mind. So I began to say, Lord, thank you that I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I know I have a bar of soap in my hand. Are you listening to me, somebody? And I know there's, there's something I shouldn't be looking at on my computer screen. Back then, our laptops had like 20 gigabytes entire storage. So imagine only have 20 gigabytes of storage to have, and you're trying to fit porn on it. There's no space for your master's degree work. But I say, Lord, I thank you anyway that I am the righteousness of God. God in Christ Jesus I may be standing in front of this laptop right now but I know that you have a future for me and this future is clean it is pure and when I am restored I will strengthen my brethren in 2009 in, in December I was sat in, in January sorry 2010 in the cold with no electricity and no gas in my house in the city of Nottingham are you hearing me somebody with 10 clothes on literally 10 10 shirts I'm not exaggerating I have a picture of that day because we went to church that day and I took somebody took pictures of me and as a tiny head and a very big body because I was wearing 10 shirts to keep warm and as I was walking in the snow because my car had been clamped because I didn't pay my ta my car tax because I couldn't afford to pay it. I was talking about how God, a day is going to come when people are going to come from all around the nation to church on a Sunday to take the fire of God. And the day came. We had people traveling for church on a Sunday from three, four hours away. Pastors taking time off church to sit. And God, and I, as I was walking that day, and Satan said, you quit your job uh, as an accountant at PricewaterhouseCoopers, and you're the first son of your parents, and, and you, you've disgraced everybody, and you're going to die broke, you're going to die a failure, and God said, son, delete those thoughts. Let's run my own. And what were his thoughts? The things he had said to me in prayer, the things I had written in my journal, I began to take them and I began to stew on them. Listen, listen, listen. Because to put away childish things, meaning the things that afflict us as we grow, in a sense, when you grow, it can't afflict you anymore. There are battles that you fought 10 years ago, you thought you'd never win, and now you look back and think, how did that thing take a hold of me? The answer was you grew, but the first thing that happened before you grew was you had to shift your thinking. And so he says, you find the right thoughts, and you think them. You gather them. And ladies and gentlemen, the second way you find the right thoughts is you find the right people around you. You find the right preacher. And I don't just mean the pastor of your church. You find people.
keep you find the right mentors you find the right friends the right family members you 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 surround yourself uh this, this afternoon i was i was dealing with this week has been a crazy week uh, oh jesus help me somebody thinking about it makes me want to cry this week has been a crazy week since church on sunday it's been one fire after the other, especially in the lives of people I love. It's been one contradiction after the other. And this afternoon, I got to a point where I realized my faith was a little low. I was starting to become anxious, a little traumatized by some things. Listen to me. And I, I, I looked through my phone and I said, who do I call? And before I looked through my phone, actually, I was like, who do I call? Sorry. And, and the thought crossed my mind and said, call this mentor of yours. And I literally picked up my phone and I saw he literally called me 60 seconds before you listen to me so i called him back i said sir literally i was just planning to call you because i couldn't get you off my mind he said yes i too couldn't get you off your mind my mind said what's going on i said one word and he launched into a 30 minute monologue and it got so rich that i called my wife and i said i wanted to put her on speakerphone i wanted to put her on sorry on on a, on a conference call to hear the same thing and when she couldn't pick up the phone i got my other phone to record it and for 30 minutes the man began to speak life over me Listen to me. He started off by talking to me about a season in his life where he was making the same decision, the same transition, how it felt the same way, how there were times where he thought I might make listen. And as he began to talk, oh Jesus, the Holy Ghost in me began to kick, began to punch, began to stamp. God literally stood up on the inside of me. Why? I had outsourced my thinking. There are times where you cannot trust yourself to police your own thoughts. So at those times, you outsource your thinking. Put off YouTube, or sorry, put off Netflix, right? And put off music, I mean ungodly music, or even, even so-called gospel music, right? Find you somebody. It could be a preacher's sermon. It could be a friend who you know. What, what, find someone to speak thoughts over you. And as they talk, don't just listen to their words. Let those words engineer a reality inside you. Let those words wash over you till they begin to Many of you heard my announcement on Sunday. For those of you who didn't, I'm going to record it and put it on YouTube because I can't keep saying it to every single person. So I made an announcement on Sunday at the General Assembly. I hear the audio was bad. I will be recording it and putting it. But when, if you haven't heard it, when you hear it, you'll understand. And I began to feel like, you know what? This could be crazy. This could be a mistake. This could fail. This could blow up an egg in my face. This is going wrong. That is standing in the way. You know, there's no money for this. There's no, you know, and, 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 and all of a sudden negativity began to weigh my soul down but 30 minutes of the right conversation outsourced my thoughts by the time i was done i was like satan where you at give me a gun i'm a shoot fish in a barrel are you listening to me somebody so the opposite of quarantining some people in your life is that there are other people in your life on speed dial you need to you know so other people in your life in certain seasons you need to put on speed dial the seasons of your life where you need some voices 
if satan hasn't caused you to destroy your relationship with them due to either dishonor or in in, in or on sensible offense usually there are seasons where satan is trying to delete certain people from your space because he knows you need them not many days hence oh thank you holy ghost thank you holy ghost oh thank you sila commandes ki epenongi atena zevodena zevodia kurabiesti kitia pamre dish nahatinga zigele do rabana nisikietena when i was a child i thought like a child But when I'm stepping into my time of refreshing. To put away innocence. Remember what put away means to render ineffective. Whatever Satan has placed in this season. My mind, my health, my finances, my consecration. Whatever it is trapping me beneath God's will. The way to castrate it of power. Is to first start with my thinking. I think the thoughts of God. I'll hide his word in my heart. I'll meditate on it. Night and day. I'll rehearse it. God told his people. Write it on your doors. Write it on your clothes. Attach it to the edge of your garment. Why? Remember it. Isha kotika paliaka. The Bible says a dream comes by the multitude of the business of the day. If you keep dreaming about failure, it means you're not doing enough of this during the day. If you spend 21 days stuffing yourself with the mind of God concerning that thing he's called you to do, it will show up in your dreams. Shalebore E shambre, e shambre, e shambre kuna mama makiatena zigredora vavavakunye ketiba babakwa. Every demonic arraignment of thoughts that have been designed to hijack the will of God for this next season of your life. Every attack of a spirit of heaviness, of demonic frustration. Hear the counsel of God from the mouth of his servant. I break it over your life. I castrate it of its capacity to bring forth concerning you. I deliver into your hands 
the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness <laughs> the oil of gladness that shall set you above your fellows the mind of God concerning you will find expression for these are the days of his glory in your life may his peace keep your heart and your mind a peace that passes understanding <laughs> a peace that is superior to your natural calculations I was telling my wife this evening when she came home some of you some of you in if you're in certain groups you know that I sent you a prayer request yesterday um, again tied to the announcement I made on Sunday the truth of the matter is I had a deadline today for something hear me I had to pay an obscene amount of money to pursue something God said to do God gave the instruction I was minding my business and when I say obscene I mean we're talking five figures in pounds multiple five figures so not 10,000 multiple five figures in pounds and there was an outstanding and the deadline was today and that's one of the things that was stressing me out last night or, or last few days and and I told you know I was talking to, to a member of my family and I said you know what I can't kill myself it is what it is it'll be what it'll be God is in control I know he has this sorted out somebody asked me so what are you gonna do I said I'm gonna go to the deadline and I'm gonna sort this out and the Lord reminded me listen to me listen to me listen to me listen to me the Lord reminded me that in 2009 when I had a similar instruction are you hear me somebody now that time there were two less zeros involved are you following me in 2009 I had a similar instruction from God that required a similar thing and I'm talking about money for those of you who are there on Sunday you know what I'm talking about I was moving geographically from one location to another for a ministerial assignment and in both cases I had to sort out living arrangements then it was me now it was for a family then I was talking multiple hundreds of pounds this time we're looking it's costing multiple tens of thousands and I remember that day I was on my way the, the, the landlord said come and get the keys at this point so I got in my car from Sheffield I was driving to London to, to Nottingham without the money and somebody said what are you doing I said well it's the deadline it's the deadline we're going to get there now God chose that time to route me through somewhere where I met somebody who asked me where I was going and when I told them you know it was Pastor Musa Bako my former pastor asked me where I was going I told him I'm going to go pick the keys for my new house in Nottingham he just released me from church about a month before to start kingdom culture and he says good he says how much is it I told him he said excellent so you have the money I said in Jesus name he looked at me said pastor let me there I know what you're like I said what sir he said do you have the money I said I have it in Jesus name he said okay I'm a Christian but can we remove the Jesus name for now <laughs> he says do you do you physically in essence does your bank account in the natural realm reflect the money I said sir the truth of the matter is I don't even have a bank account what do you mean the bank I told him the bank closed my account down a few months ago because of it had been empty for two years and I even had a debt on it that's how broke I was so he gave me listen pastor Musa wrote me an open check 
no name on it hear me for 290 pounds to pay for my rent i had the money for the deposit i didn't have the money for the rent and god reminded me listen to me 13 years 14 years ago sorry if i could do it with multiple hundreds i can do it multiple thousands i said cool so i went to bed excellent woke up this morning called the person i said so our appointment is on so and so date so so time i'm coming they said actually you know what the same person who had been harassing me for a week if you don't come on this day the deal is off blah 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 the same person automatically said listen i can't make it today i'll see you on friday <laughs> i said glory to god and god said to me listen son you prayed it's up to me to answer i can answer by sending you the money today for the appointment or i can answer as i've just done by postponing it i said beautiful excellent i can focus on week of apostolic emphasis and i began to chew like i've been doing for days on the assignment the instruction and why it requires that amount of money and how you picked it in my opinion what the money is going on i believe you picked it and then this peace came peace came peace like a river and then i started getting text messages including from people who were not aware about the situation god just laid on my heart how can i be involved in this your plan what do you need how much is a and b and c going to cost i still haven't responded to most of them anyway because i was preparing for this evening but i'll send messages back afterwards when did the answer start coming and then one something came and somebody said to me some remember my family said you know there's something in there's something on the way and when i looked at the calculation the thing on the way i said okay this this is i think this has solved this problem now the next problem we can divert some of the other things to put away childish things that's why the first instruction when you're about to come into a time of refreshing is what repent <laughs> but <laughs> dr Duque says i should respond <laughs> i'll respond baby <laughs> i'll respond When I was a child in the spirit, and I'm talking 15, 16, 17, 18, 19 years ago, it would have been, who can I call? Does that make sense? Who can I ask for help? And that's how many of you deal with such situations. Who can I harass? And so you go with anxiety. You go with fear. You go with negative self-talk. You go with a defeated mentality. And you, you come across as a burden. And so here I was, minding my business, God and I doing business, dealing with the peace of my heart, right? 
beginning to think and God began to disturb people. Hear me, ladies and gentlemen. Let God disturb people for you. I've, I've, I've thought I'm, I'm, I'm getting to an end now, but let's, let me just deal with this for some of you. I love you. Hear me. Let God disturb people on your behalf. Let God disturb people on your behalf. You just grow. Develop. Put a, in essence, put away the, the things of your childhood, meaning the things that afflict people who are immature. Put them away by upgrading thinking, understanding, speaking. But let's start with thinking. By upgrading your self-reality as God sees you. found out years ago in a long time long 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 time since i went around with my cap in my hand saying please any small change there long time could i find out you give 10 pence to a beggar and feel good you give ten thousand pounds to a person of value and you feel bad that you gave them ten thousand pounds you say i wish i could do more Same thing with your sin. Grow. Same thing with demonic attack. L- let God trouble your troublers. Mm-hmm. So, okay, there's one auntie in my village. Oh, I don't know, no, 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 no. You just grow. You just let the peace of God guard your heart. Repent when your time of refreshing has come. God will show up in your auntie's bedroom and say, if you touch my daughter again, she'll call you on Monday and say, ah, um, you know, Cecilia, I'm so sorry. You know, uh, you know, let's just move on. Repent. Repent. Tomorrow we're going to carry on with understanding. That's the other part of repenting. We, we dealt with thinking. We're going to deal with understanding. Understanding, understanding. Faith is a substance, the understanding. The understanding. The, the in essence, after having conditioned your thought life correctly now how you sequence those thoughts for an outcome is the understanding it's a substance of things hoped for it's the evidence of things not seen by it the elders obtained see you don't just get a good report ah hear me I know you want to blow I know you want to be viral I know you want your generation to hear you but the way to gain a good report this is the way the world will ultimately come to think of you the way you enforce your self-portrait in the realm of the spirit you're waiting to feel valuable when the world says you are no that's not how it works you will obtain a good report by the substance of things you are hoping for and the evidence in your current reality of things nobody else can see the world will catch up with who you look at in the mirror hear me The day will listen the day will come and you will say rev said it listen many of you will be there to say and rev said it too 
when the world will catch up with who I see in the mirror I pray the same is for you presidents prime ministers premiers will see presidents who haven't seen each other for a year they say the last time we saw was the G7 summit they'll pass each other in my compound president of one country will be leaving my house the president of another country will be and she said ah we've not seen each other since the g7 write it down you say ref said it the world will catch up but it, it's not just by words notice paul ended with speaking said speaking first but that's the last speaking understanding thinking so if you talk if you many of us know how to talk but our thoughts are bankrupt of the other two there's been no thinking and there's been no understanding so your words are impotent but the bible says that if you believe in your heart then confess with your mouth the same way it works for salvation that's the same way it works for the purposes of god for your life so repent will look at and be converted epistrepho what it means to be converted repent and be converted repent and be converted then your sins will be blotted out when you can download times of refreshing for in essence there is a technology by which you Access the presence of God and you download a season mm, we'll look at it on Friday or Saturday I, I mean of you just you, you just know how to create the presence of God or should I say invoke it you know how to pray worship sing fast to create this beautiful thing called the presence of God and I thought oh, this is so nice oh the presence of God is in this place oh Lord it's so beautiful his glory the Bible says as we behold in a glass the glory of the Lord we are changed are you hearing me every time God is gracious to download his presence to you it means there is something you can extract from that present you can literally extract a season a time of ref- and we'll look at what refreshing means tomorrow it doesn't mean what you think <laughs> that word refreshing is beautiful it doesn't just mean to enjoy a sense of oh la la no but we'll look at it 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 it literally means to, no we'll look at it tomorrow it, it, ah, no 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 I got, let me just give it to you today it's it's the end product of metanoia it literally means a, a season where your reality your psyche is an a psyche your your sense of 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 perspective shifts and with it your 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 practical experiences shift as well you can download it from the presence of God. You can interrogate God's presence like a karna, like crude oil, and you fractionally distill it in the place of prayer and obedience and intimacy till you craft a season. But you must first start. So that's the end. That's what we're going to end up with on Saturday and Sunday. But you must first begin 
with repenting with letting him reconfigure your mind or oh, lift up your voice and begin to pray in the holy ghost come on give me two minutes of glory in prayer come on open your mouth wherever you are say god sanitize my heart and my mind told you guys when i started the season on times uh, on, on 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 handle seasons that one of the things god does in the handle season is reconfigure your sense of self-perspective oh yes 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 ah say god sanitize my mind show me myself as you see me god let the things that have trapped me in the realms of disappointment and self-abuse let them give way upgrade my sense of reality jesus give me your thoughts speak to me stimulate me with stimulate me with your glory Stimulate me with your glory, Jesus. Overshadow my mind with your perspective and your expectation for me. Overshadow my mind with your perspective and your expectation. I decide to put aside childish things. I decide to put aside childish things. I decide to outgrow these current seasons of contradictions. I will evolve beyond the strivings of the people. I will blossom into the fullness of all that you have spoken concerning me so let it be so let it be in the name of jesus and father every demonic stronghold of fear self-depreciation depression a sense of failure or like time has passed us by that anyone under the sound of my of my voice is contending with we declare that those yokes are broken expose the mouth of satan and silence him forever give us a space with which to lay hold on your thoughts we give you glory and praise in the precious name of Jesus. Somebody somewhere clap your hands, oh you people, and shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Give him praise, give him praise, give him praise, give him praise. 
bless his name bless his name shout 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 wherever you are shout in the comment section shout in your room oh glory hallelujah oh glory hallelujah glory to god all right folks before we run tonight quick announcement real quick a quick conversation real quick um uh some of you asking me what's this announcement you've been talking about since sunday um the summary is this i will be putting out a more detailed video over the next few days once i get my my bearings back after a crazy week um but Dr. Joke and I have received what we believe to be an instruction from the Lord to extend, not replace, extend our place of primary assignment uh, to the nation of Nigeria. Uh, in essence, to treat Nigeria now no longer as a land that we visit for God's will, but a land in which that is just as home to us as the united kingdom now of course your family house has to be in one place and as we began to pray about that instruction we felt like the lord was asking us to make our physical home uh in the nation of nigeria uh, and that has come together so quickly over the last couple of months uh it, we're still in awe ourselves of how quickly everything is moving but we're following what we believe to be the voice of the lord um, we'll talk about this more in a video over the next week or so, maybe next few days. And so we are going to be making that shift of primary residence. The UK is just as much of our home. It's just as much as our assignment. But God is saying, treat Nigeria as an equal assignment. And I want you and your family, we believe he said, to live in Nigeria. And so that transition is happening uh, in just over a month from now. And so by the time... The first few days of August come along. It will have occurred. Uh, we've spoken with some of you on Sunday, our leaders, our Levites, mentors, but we also announced it uh, to our church on Sunday. And so for many of you, this may be the first time you're hearing about it. Uh, or maybe you've heard it on the grapevine. And so in case you're wondering, that's what it is. Now we're asking for your prayers. We're asking for your, your fasting. We're asking for you to keep us uh, on your altars as we process what we're literally taking up our life and throwing it 6,000 miles away across the sea into another continent. And as some of you have asked, like I, I gave the, uh, the illusion while I was giving a testimony later on, some of you have asked, you know, how you can be a part of it practically. Do it to the same channels as you would have done it to give to Kingdom Culture and just make it, write it Nigeria move or rev and page transition. Thank you, Chrissy. Whatever it is, just put a reference on it that says it is not an offering or a tithe. It is towards this and it will go towards that. Thank you so much for those of you who've asked. Uh, that's why I haven't responded because this was the response I was going to give. And I wanted to do it this way. Uh, and so we're going there not just to live. We're going there to build for the Lord. And so there are projects, plans, instructions that we're going to be working with ministerially. We will let you know what those are very soon. If you're on the continent of Africa, please do welcome us with prayer. If you're in the United Kingdom, send us off with prayer. We will be back. If I, unless you live in London, you may not even know we're away. That's how often we plan to be here. But God is calling us to wake up and pack our suitcases from there. Amen. Uh, thank you to everybody who's been praying some 
uh, also minister Chrissy is heading a team of people who are committing to pray on a regular basis into this move uh, if you would like to be part of that team in essence you want to be able to be giving notice of when their prayer meetings or for you to have prayer points that in your own bedroom or your own space you can join with other people who are praying for this transition please send an email uh chris if you to put that on the screen for me to prayerculture at kculture.org and say hey i'd like to be part of the process or the prayer team that is shepherding rev and dr jokes transition to nigeria over the next month we're literally four weeks away that's how crazy this has been we'll talk about this more over the course of the week and like i said i probably will record a video with dr jockey over the next uh days or so so we can fully explain because when we first started talking to people about this it was fun when you said the same thing now 20 30 40 times you you just become a oh, lord i've got to go through the script again and so i'm going to make a video we, we, we are going to make a video uh we're going to maybe we'll do a live video so people can ask questions but it will be recorded and then we can put it up on youtube and refer everybody else to it but thank you for standing with us through this thank you for being a part of what god has built here in the uk and is about to build on the continent of africa we love you we appreciate you um we will see you uh <laughs> devante you're speechless well we're just we're just as speechless as well we love you we'll see you tomorrow at 7 p.m so spread the word we're going deeper tomorrow like i told you this is a bible study even if you listen to the summary of this sermon on sunday you can tell that this is a lot we've already unpacked today that we haven't gone into we want to open this step by step so by the time saturday and sunday come you are literally walking into your time of refreshing we love you bless you oh um yeah so chrissy uh anybody who wants to yeah so yeah no no so yeah you, you don't need to write if you want to give those are the details to give for that process it's if you want to be a part just responding to something here it's if you want to be a part of the prayer initiative that you need to write into prayer at kculture.org love you bless you have an amazing week take care bye bye